0: episode of the Shane Walsh podcast. So today's episode is a little bit of a mindset episode mixed with a little bit of factual information. So today's episode is going to be 11 reasons why you are struggling to get the weight loss results you're looking for. Something along those lines or something along those lines with the title. And it's important for people to kind of realize that there's a lot, a lot of different factors at play when it kind of comes to this. And a lot of people can feel that they're when they're trying to lose weight, they're doing everything that's possible and they're struggling to get the results they're looking for. And maybe they've kind of convinced themselves that they need to go down the more restriction route or they need to go more regimented or it's down to lack of willpower, lack of self-control, lack of motivation, but you need to look at the problem is that it isn't you that's the problem so before i start today's podcast i'm delighted to announce as a brand new sponsor for the shane walsh podcast so i want you to stop think and ask yourself do you feel like the best version of yourself are you stressed having trouble sleeping or issues with pain management introducing irish-owned cbd self premium cbd oil the natural solution to reducing anxiety improving sleep and helping with pain management CBD Self oils are made from the finest organically grown hemp, ensuring the best quality and purity. All oils are produced the highest standard and are independently third-party lab tested. CBD Self have a range of CBD oils with different strengths based on your unique needs and are very proud to introduce their brand new product, De-Stress Oil. This uniquely formulated oil targets stress and anxiety. Become your best self with CBD Self. Visit www.cbdself.com to order yours today. And as a sponsor of the podcast, I'm honoured and delighted to give you a 15% discount for all listeners of the Shane Walsh podcast. So please use the code Shane15 to get 15% off your order. Now for the podcast. And I just have to reiterate that sentiment of it's not you that's the problem. Often it's the approach that many people are taking and that's what's stopping people. So I'm going to talk about 11 reasons why you're struggling to lose weight. Or trying to or struggling to get the results that you're looking for right now. And I think the first one that I'm going to talk about right now is your plan is a quick fix, or you're always going for that quick fix. When you, th- and this is something that came up in the live last night with my clients. One of the things that kind of crops up an awful lot for people is this idea of a quick fix. And if you look at any diet or big company they play off your emotions when it comes to fat loss or weight loss because they know it's important for you to feel good feel valued have acceptance have validation and they play on those emotional heartstrings and what they try to do then is to sell you a quick fix and often these one-size-fits-all programs that people tend to go for whether it's a meal plan or an exercise program or even, in inverted commas, like a detox program, they promise you the world in six weeks. And the truth is, that quick fix approach isn't going to do anything for you. It's actually going to make the process longer because it never really addresses anything. And what happens with those kind of like short, quick fixes that you keep going for, they probably give you the results Initially, or you see the scales going down really, really quickly, and you're kind of like, "This is great. This is going to work." But this can play havoc with your ability. This can play havoc with your mindset. This can play havoc with your restriction mindset. And what happens if you? And there are studies showing that some people need to go quicker at weight loss in order to get buy-in. I'm not going to argue that. But for some people, is some people are so in a rush to lose the weight, but then they hit a wall. And then they hit a plateau and then they beat themselves up so yes there's a time and a place that scales to go down in an accelerated manner but there's also a time and a place of learning how to do it in a slower approach that will learn which will teach you that half a pound of weight loss is a a week is is a solid rate but what tends to happen for an awful lot of people is they tend to stop asking themselves or stop doing an audit and checking in on themselves And then they blame themselves. They blame that they're lost, that they have no interest, that you're going to go for the next quick fix. You're going to hop from one diet to the other. You're going to hop from one coach to the other because it's the coach's fault. Yes, there's a lot of crap coaches out there. I 100% say that. There's a lot of crap coaches. Like the industry is unregulated. So all someone needs to be called an online coach is a laptop or a phone. That's all they need. They don't need anything else. Realistically, there's people out there not qualified to give the information. And then they push their own background or their own relationship of food onto the client. And that's not fair. So when people are saying that they're looking for the quick fix, the whole fad diet, when I had Scott Bopty on, he kind of said a fad diet is a food avoidance diet. It's taking out something that you enjoy. And that quick fix... Yes, the scales may go down quickly, but you need to ask yourself, can you stick to it for more than a month? And the realistic answer is most people can't. And that's not an ability issue. That's a, a an issue with the actual approach that people keep taking. And all you end up with is a lighter wallet, a damaged mindset, self-worth and self-esteem impacted when you keep going for those. So rather than keeping looking for the quick approach, because we all want to lose weight quickly. That's not thats not even up for discussion. But by going for those quick approaches and trying to lose it really quickly, it's not going to fit into where you want to go. It's going to cut out those things that you enjoy by having the meals out with your family and friends or those few drinks. The approach for you is something that incorporates those into you. Yes, it might be slower on the scales, but if you look at it, would you rather lose five pounds in a month and put it all back on, or would you rather lose five pounds in the course of eight weeks and learn how to keep it off? Now, some people will go for the first option, and then they wonder why they're not gonna be able to keep it off. A faster rate of weight loss doesn't necessarily mean success. Success to me is a client that is able to, and is be able to be aware of why they do things, that they will are aware of why they overeat and are able to reduce the chances of it happening. A successful client to me is someone who understands why they do things, who doesn't beat themselves up with a shame or guilt stick, who's someone who doesn't keep going for the quick fixes and, isn't gets, and, and someone who gets rid of that restriction mindset. So the next thing you need to look at is the plan that you are probably taking is a very restrictive diet. So if you look at the weight loss programs that you've signed up to before, or the approaches that you've taken before, they probably have involved restriction and you'll be finding it really really hard to keep that weight and lose it off and that these kind of these approaches that you take are something like 12 or 1300 calories they cut out entire food groups they cut out certain foods they make you cut out alcohol they make you cut out all the fun and this slows down your progress because you don't know how to deal with those things when they come in or when your moods drops because you, when the scales drop doesn't drop the way you want to you get annoyed There's an emotional reaction to it because we want to control what other people are thinking of us. But from what I've seen is one of the biggest problems with trying to follow one of these restrictive diets is the amount of stress it causes for you. It causes stress on your body, but it also causes stress in your mind, and this stress can cause this overeating pattern. There's two responses to stress: there's the overeating response, or there's the undereating response, and these can halt your efforts. Because when you overeat, it's not stress per se that causes it; it's your reaction to the stress. And if you're undereating, you're going to be tired, more fatigued, and you're probably going to want to have more food in the evening in order to kind of counter counteract that. If your program or what your approach is doing right now feels like a list of to dos and don'ts, then it's not something you can sustain long term. And if you can't sustain it long term, It's never going to happen. So you need to look at it, right? Would you rather have six perfect weeks where the scales go down every week, which probably isn't realistic, or would you rather have 52 imperfect weeks where you go from and get the results you want? Now, I had a client recently who's hit a 60 pound mark of weight loss. And they've hit, when they, I shared it on my stories, when they hit the 50 mark. And a few people messaged me saying like, that's, like it's it's amazing, it's it's great, but it doesn't sound that spectacular. And I was like, Yeah, it's not spectacular. It's a spect- it's a it's a consistent effort that has led to spectacular results. But when you break it down over the course of the year, it's work, working out about half a pound a week of course across the year. So these small minute changes across the year will get you the results. It may take longer than you want. There's also an awful lot of arrogance that comes with weight loss that you deserve to get the results. There's also a level of arrogance that it should be easy. It shouldn't be easy because you have never addressed your habits. You've never addressed your self-worth. You've never addressed your mental health. But the more that you keep thinking another diet is going to fix all that, it's going to make it harder for yourself. And too many people thinking dieting is the way to make themselves happy. It can make people feel great. It can make people feel validated. It can make people feel accepted. But you need to do it for the right reason, which is not changing yourself out of hate. The next one is you're trying to exercise yourself out of a bad diet. So what happens for an awful lot of people is when they, what's the first thing you do on the 1st of January? You increase your exercise. The training for an awful lot of people comes really easy. And the habits around them, the the, the nutrition side of things, doesn't come easy. But too many people will focus on the exercise as a way to burn calories and think that's going to solve the problem. That's going to outdo what they're eating. But even the most strenuous workout that's out there won't burn that many calories. And if you're seeing exercise as a way to burn calories, it's not a healthy relationship with exercise. You need to look at it that you need to realize that you'll never be able to out-train a bad diet pattern or eating pattern. The secret sustainable approach, and I spoke to a client this morning from the group on the one-to-one catch-up calls that we have. And she was putting so much pressure on herself in order to nail her training every week and do four or five sessions. And was so wrecked and so tired from that pressure that she was putting on herself. And she scaled it back down to two or three sessions a week. A perfect week for her is three sessions. A good enough week when life is busy and traveling and work, all these kind of different things, two is enough. But if you're exercising and your nutrition is garbage, you're going to get garbage results. That's the fact of it. You need to look at changing those habits and those patterns around it. And copious amounts of exercise isn't sustainable long term. It's the first thing that people increase when they try to lose weight, but they never, they'll, all, they'll more often than not end up badly injured, then they'll defeat, they'll beat themselves up and food will come into it, or they end up burnt out because they can't sustain it. And then they're un- ex- unable to exercise at all, and then they beat themselves up and then food comes into it. And because you haven't worked on your emotional self worth and you haven't changed your eating patterns, your habits, guess what's going to happen? you will stall, you'll go backwards, you'll beat yourselves up and it will have that impact again of this binge restrict cycle. So sometimes what can help is the next option, which is you're doing too much. Some sometimes people who are trying to diet, who are trying to do something every day, are trying to exercise every day and keep up with that busy schedule. And if you are, you're probably doing too much and that will leave you feeling stressed, overwhelmed and will eventually burn out. And stress is one of those factors that it can catch up with us quite quickly. And then we beat ourselves up because we can't match up to that ideology of hitting those five sessions a week. Olympic athletes only really train about four days a week. So we don't need to train five days a week. We don't need to train six days a week. You need to make those small changes dra- gradually. Ask yourself what approach is going to be more realistic for you? Two days a week, three days a week, or five days a week, every single week? Can you guarantee you're going to train five days a week every week? And I've realized and I've spoken to a lot of an awful lot of people who've maybe gone from maybe the bodybuilding rap background when I've had them on the podcast. And I think Jack Ad was the one that I'm kind of thinking of straight away. He had a son uh during covid and was having a second kid recent uh, soon and he was a bodybuilder national champion everything and he realized after having his first kid what was important to him and how he can adapt he was like there's no point in me being there for six days a week i don't need to do that i can train three times a week and i can just adjust my nutrition and focus on getting some steps in with my son that's all he did he controlled his stress controlled his workload all these kind of different things but avoiding this kind of force to lose weight to happen and make change happen really quickly or trying to control everything in your life is gonna overwhelm you. And overwhelm is essentially trying to do a whole lot of things that are in your life that aren't adding to your life or are linked to your values. The right approach for you will involve raising your family, managing your workload, running a business, managing how to have nights out those kind of a things that's the important piece the next one is in relation to you're trying to be perfect one of the biggest mistakes i try i see with people on a daily basis is when they're trying to lose weight is trying to be perfect with everything perfectionism for some can be a positive trait but it's not a positive trait for an awful lot of people It can have really, really devastatingly negative consequences for an awful lot of people, including self-criticism, judging yourself really harshly when you fail to meet that impossibly high standard. And it helps to avoid you taking action in any case in case you get it wrong. Because it's not perfect, I'm not going to try. And then you don't celebrate your success. It's kind of like, well, I should should have done this more. And sometimes I see it on my check-ins with clients. When they have to the kind of like they kind of mark themselves out of ten on the nutrition and training adherence, and sometimes what I find is people are marking themselves down more neg- negatively. But when I actually look at the sheet and I look at what they've been doing during the week, it's often about twenty percent more than they've actually given themselves credit for. But a lot of people can be this approach of if it's not perfect, what's the point? But there is a point because trying to be perfect isn't working for you. Like an exercise that I do with clients all the time is what does a good enough week look like for you at training and nutrition? On the right-hand side of the column, what does the perfect week look like for training and nutrition? And when the first time they do that exercise, what happens is there's too many things and too many variables that can go wrong. The list is very long. So a perfect week could look like getting the steps in, getting sleep, getting water, getting vegetables, getting protein, getting four workouts in. But it's, there's that's not, not realistic for you because you have a life. Then there's the other piece of it when it comes down to the good enough. It's still like having protein, having sleep, having veggies, having training. But a good enough week could look like getting regular meals in and having protein with main meals. It could be something like that. Or it could be going for a walk in the mornings and getting protein with most meals. That's a good enough week. And anything on top of that is a, bit, is, a is a pretty decent level of where you can go from. It's not going to set you up for a fall, it's going to set you up for success by reducing that expectation. Often it's the expectation of what needs to be done versus the expectation of what you think should be done. And that links into that whole thing of that restrictive mindset. People think dieting and losing weight means suffering. It doesn't if it's done the right way. The next one is you're not getting enough rest. Sleep and rest is crucial for you to succeed in changing how you feel, how your body is and how you're losing weight. There is a direct link between sleep and being overweight. There are studies showing that those who have four hours sleep compared to eight hours sleep are more likely to eat about 560 calories extra a day. Over the course of a week that adds up to about a pound of fat gain every week. But instead of putting all your energy into dieting, exercising, focusing on getting better sleep, putting your phone down Going to bed, reducing your coffee, you'll feel better, your mind will be clear, your energy levels will be higher, your stress levels will be lower, you'll be a nice person to be around. And all of these will help you to lose weight and keep it off without being overwhelmed. But people think, oh, my, my sleep is, uh, I'll be okay. Now, I'm not talking about those going through perimenopause, that can be disrupted. But my guess is an awful lot of people listen to this are just on their phones. Like, I'm not. I'm not immune to this but I'm trying to catch myself more of like leaving my phone in the hallway or leaving my phone downstairs because there's no added benefit for me for having the phone in my room and people say, well, it's my alarm clock. Get an alarm clock. You can get a cheap one in a pound shop and that can be an alarm clock because if you're just scrolling aimlessly, the first thing you're the last thing you're taking in at night is someone's body image and your brain needs to turn off and the first thing you're doing in the morning is taking in things as well. So it's a negative spiral. You're waking up to negativity, you're going to sleep with negativity and you're wondering why the negative mindset is at at play. Stress. Anxiety. More stress. Trouble sleeping. It's a continuous negative cycle. This seems to be the norm for modern life. It doesn't always have to be like this though. Try CBD Self's uniquely formulated combination of CBD and CBG de-stress oil. designed to help naturally reduce stress and anxiety. Become your best self with CBD Self. Check out the website www.cbdself.com and use Shane15 to get a 15% discount off your order. Number seven is an important one. And I think I've spoken about this on numerous episodes at this stage. And it's in relation to you don't have a clear why. When people say they want to lose weight, well, I want to lose weight. That's not a reason. You don't have a reason if that's your answer. And it's important to say, that it's not what i'm saying is you don't you need to have a proper reason for wanting to lose weight and i don't mean just to feel good or lack, look good for a social occasion to lose weight for keeping it off and keeping it off for good you need to have a proper proper reason and that's called having a why your why will help you to figure out what you need to do even when you don't want to do it and that's a big thing there will be dips in motivation aka your mood I'll provide you the motivation you actually need when your motivation is lacking. What can I do today that is going to help me? I'm just going to have water today because I feel like, or I'm going to get some sleep today because I feel lethargic. And that could be a big enough win for you. And that's going to help to move that dial in the direction where you want to go. And it can be tough to keep things going, but if your approach is backwards and arseways, it's going to make it tougher. So how do you find your why? Why do you want to lose weight? Because I want to feel good. Why do you want to feel good? Because I want to get into pictures. Why do you want to get into pictures? Because I want to get into pictures with my kids. Why do you want to get in pictures with your kids? Because they won't have memories of me when I pass away. That's a morbid enough one, but that's a proper reason. When people say, I want to lose weight, that is surface level. That's surface level. That's extrinsic. It's not an intrinsic goal. You need to think intrinsically. What difference would you have if... Who else will be impacted by you losing weight? Better cholesterol levels, better mood, better relationship with food, better relationship with the scales, not beating yourself up, oh, not t- treating yourself like a dick, not, being, not having to skip meals, not having to give up weekends, not going off the rails when things don't go right. That links into the next one. You haven't set a smart goal. And to achieve anything with what you want to do, you need to have a smart goal. This means it has to be specific, measurable, achievable, realistic and time bound. And trying to lose weight in order to look good isn't specific enough. It also doesn't give you a proper time frame in which to actually achieve your goal. Similarly, trying to lose 10kg in six weeks is not achievable. It's not realistic. And you will get discouraged and disappointed when you try to do that. And that will be the same case if you lose 5kg in that time. But in order to build momentum, you need to be specific, measurable, achievable, realistic, and time bound. What do you need to do? Be specific. Measurable. Lose the first pound. Achievable. I'm going to lose one pound in a week or I'm going to lose one pound in two weeks. Be realistic. And set a set a, a cut-off point for yourself. But sometimes what people can do is they can almost self-sabotage themselves by having that cut-off point. Because they set the they set the goal and it's an unrealistic time frame and that can self-sabotage people so it's important to like it could be a smarter goal that you need to evaluate it every two weeks or a month are you closer to your goal be specific in what you need to do it could be just getting regular meals in rather than being restrictive it could be walking some days And starting off with that and then adding more onto it. But too many people will go out in the full full gung-ho approach and wonder why they can't stick to it. The next one is the approach that you're taking doesn't address your habits. The program that you're on, the approach that you're taking probably is like, here's a blank sheet of paper. I'm going to call it a meal plan. And it only focuses on food and exercise. If it does, any results you gain will only be short-term. Think about it. The reason you're in the situation you're in probably is because of the actions, which are often driven by our actual habits and thought patterns around food. If you fail to take responsibility for how you are and where you got to or commit to changing those things, and I'm not going to say it's easy, you'll never succeed. And once you actually change your habits and develop new ways of actually behaving and thinking, you'll find the the right process, the way for you. But if I look at the clients that I work with on a daily basis, the approach that Mary down the road is taking is completely different to Susan down the road. Everything is tailored to them. I meet them where they're at. I don't take things out of their diets. I work with them on a case-by-case basis, day-by-day basis. But I'm meeting you where you're at. I'm not saying you have to go and do this and then go off on your very own. The next one is you're not tracking data. Now, I'm not saying that everyone has to count calories. 80% of my one-to-one clients do not count calories. So it could be that you could be tracking what you've been eating. You could be tracking what exercise you do and your sleep patterns and how you feel. And if you're not tracking some of this data, it could explain why you're struggling to lose weight. If you keep data and check in yourself, right, have I been adherent? Am I losing measurements, a.k.a. fat loss? Have I got decent sleep? Have I had my regular meals? Have I been consistent with my walks? Those small little metrics that you have and tracking that data will allow you to say, right, am I actually being adherent? People forget about the adherence piece. They're like, oh, I deserve to get this result. I deserve the scales to go down. No, you don't. No, you don't. Why do you deserve it? Like, if I was to think about it right now, I've stood on the scales and done the training, done the walking, eaten within calories and the scales has gone up. And then I've also had days where I haven't done those, been a vegetable on a couch and overeaten and the scales has gone down. So I've no control over that scales. But if if I hadn't had some sort of data of a weekly calorie average or I hadn't got a data of my consistency levels or my adherence levels across the week. I could have been easily disheartened by it. And I'm not immune to seeing that number go up or down. But what the difference between myself and some other people will be that it's not as emotionally effective or emotionally reactive, should I say. And that takes time. That really does take time. The next one is There's no structure or accountability. Like if I ask you, right, what's the plan? Look at your weekends. What's the plan? And when people hear structure or accountability or a plan, they think it's the only thing they can have. And they wonder why they can't stick to it. But you're missing a point. Having structure will reduce chaos. The dieting mindset or the rigid rules mindset doesn't like structure. It will also, if you have a structure, it will take your mood out of it. Relying on it. Relying on ringing up that takeaway. And the takeaway will take 40 minutes to go and get or an hour to deliver when you could have just sucked something into the air fryer and gone for a shower or put your kids to bed. Or watch something on Netflix and then you can watch an episode of The Office and then your dinner is ready. You need to have structure. You need to have Accountability. You need something that's designed and tailored to you. I've never seen anyone being able to stick long-term from something they've just downloaded off the internet. Because it's never really addressed anything. And some companies and some people are more interested in making money rather than actually caring about the individual. You need a level of accountability and someone that will help you. There are... Research and research and research and more studies showing that those who have support along the way keep their weight loss results for longer. So if you want to get away from this rigid rules, all or nothing mindset, get you the results you want, then I wanna hear from you. If you're interested in working with me on a one-to-one basis, click on the link in the show notes. If you want to be the first person to hear about the female fat loss program starting on the 8th of April, click on the link in the show notes and we'll get you set up onto that. Tailored training, tailored nutrition, tailored calories, weekly lives, workouts for the gym or at home. They take 30, 20 to 30 minutes at home, 30 to 40 minutes in the gym, three days a week or four days a week, whatever you feel like. Weekly check-ins, accountability, motivation, all these kind of different things. So if you're interested, click on the link in the show notes and I hope that you have enjoyed this episode.